In Abraham lies the origin of the Jewish journey of faith throughout the ages, often through very difficult times. It is, if you will, a marathon through the centuries, one which began with Abraham but continued for millennia. There were so many apparent obstacles along the way, but those that trusted in God renewed their strength, continued their journey. Welcome to Bible 365, episode 136, Faith and Film. I'm Mayor Soloveitchik. Today we return to Chariots of Fire, one of my favorite films. As I've previously discussed, the movie centers on two runners in the 1924 Olympic Games, a Jew by the name of Harold Abrams and a Christian called Eric Little. Abrams, as depicted in the movie, is stung by the latent anti-Semitism he encounters in elite English society, sees his Jewishness as nothing but a social handicap, and runs in order to achieve acceptance. Thus, when Abrams explains to a woman that he would ultimately marry, that he considers running a weapon against being Jewish, she laughs and exclaims, you're not serious. And he gloomily replies, you're not Jewish or you wouldn't ask. In contrast, Eric Little is devout. His faith motivates his athletics. I often in sermons cite Little's father, who tells his son that you're the proud possessor of many gifts and it's your sacred duty to put them to good use. The point, as Little's father expresses, is that for people of faith, the world at large is not to be rejected but sanctified. Thus, perhaps the most famous quote from the film is Little's explanation for why he runs, and again I'll do it in my much-celebrated Scottish accent. I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. To give it up would be to hold him in contempt. I revisit the film today because our chapter figures in the movie, in one of the central scenes. And it is, I contend, this film that will allow us to better understand why Jews choose to read this very same biblical passage in synagogue year after year. The Isaiah scene in Chariots of Fire takes place after Little is informed that a qualifying heat for the 100-meter dash takes place on Sunday. Because that is his Sabbath, he chooses not to compete in that race. While in reality Little had made this decision long before the Olympics, in the film he is depicted being pressured in Paris, told by the English aristocracy that what he owes his king overrides his faith. Little does not give in. The camera cuts from the athletes at the Olympics to Little, who on that Sunday announces something like this. My reading today is from the book of Isaiah. Little then reads selections from the second half of the 40th chapter, verses 15, 17, 28, and 31. Here is essentially what he says. Behold, the nations are as a drop in the bucket and are counted as the small dust in the balance. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted to him as less than nothing and vanity. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increaseth strength. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now here, ladies and gentlemen, from a Jewish perspective, is what is interesting. These sentences from Isaiah are an extension of the original prophecy of consolation that we discussed yesterday, a prediction of Israel's return to the land of Israel. Isaiah is speaking of God's hand in history. That is why he says that the nations are as a drop in the bucket and are counted as the dust in the balance. He describes the Almighty's empowerment of a powerless people. He 
giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. The sentences that Eric Little said, in other words, are a continuation of the prophecy that is found at the beginning of the 40th chapter, the prophecy of consolation that we discussed yesterday. But, ladies and gentlemen, whereas the beginning of chapter 40 is read on the Sabbath that Jews call Shabbat Nachamu, the Sabbath following the ninth of Av, the words from the second part of the chapter, the one cited in Chariots of Fire, are instead saved for a different Sabbath, the one on which we read in Genesis of God's words to Abraham, Lech Lecha, journey forth, go from your homeland to the land of Canaan. On the very same Sabbath that we read in the Torah of Abraham's journey to the Holy Land, we also read for our haftarah, our prophetic portion, these sentences from Isaiah. And at first blush, this seems strange. Usually, when you look at a haftarah, it is pretty obvious why it was paired with the parasha, why the prophetic reading was joined with the one from the Pentateuch. Sometimes one sees that there are scriptural similarities of themes. For example, on the day when we read of the Song of the Sea during the Exodus, we also read as a haftarah Deborah's exultant song following the defeat of Sisera, general of the Philistines. At other times, the prophetic passage will explicitly invoke the tale of the Torah reading. But what about Isaiah 40 relates to the beginning of the tale of Abraham? Many answer this question by pointing to the continuation of the prophecy, which is in chapter 41 and is also part of the Haftarah of that day. There, Isaiah speaks of Israel's endurance and the defeat of those that sought to destroy it. Verse 8, But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend, thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them, even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing, and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Thus commentators single out the sentence where God refers to the Jewish people as Zerah Avraham Ohavi, the children of Abraham who loved me, or the children of Abraham my friend. And, the explanation is further advanced, this is the reason why we read this prophetic passage as appearing with the Torah reading that is known in Hebrew as Lech Lecha, where we tell the tale of the beginning of Abraham's journey. The problem, however, is that Abraham is invoked throughout the prophets and in much more prominent ways than in this passage. In fact, if we look through Isaiah, we will find textual links to the story of Abraham that seem much more apt. Here, for example, is a verse from another chapter in Isaiah, another prophecy of consolation. Chapter 51, verse 2. Look unto Abraham your father and unto Sarah that bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Is this not, ladies and gentlemen, the perfect verse to peer with the opening story of Abraham, where he is promised in Genesis that his children will be as numerous as the stars of the heavens? And yet, instead, when we read from the Torah of Abraham's journey, we follow that declamation with a Haftorah taken from chapters 40 and 41 in Isaiah, the verses read in Chariots of Fire. Interestingly, I wrote once to David Putnam, the producer of Chariots of Fire, 
explaining to him how I was struck by that scene, and I was wondering how the verses of Isaiah ended up in the script. He replied that the verses were, quote, specifically selected by the actor, the late Ian Charlson, who gave himself the task of reading the entire Bible whilst preparing for the film, end quote. This, ladies and gentlemen, makes sense. If you were reading the entire text and looking for a scriptural allusion to a film about Olympic runners, you would, of course, choose the verse, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. But if you were reading the Bible looking for verses to pair with Abraham's origins, why in the world would you select Isaiah 40? But it struck me after I thought about this that the answer to our enigma can be found in the film itself. In one scene, Little, after winning a race, addresses his fans in the rain, and he informs them that they, not him, are the true emotional athletes, true examples of perseverance in the way they live their lives. Because life, he argues, life is the greatest race of all. And he says something like this. You came to see a race today, to see someone win. It happened to be me. But I want you to do more than just watch a race. I want you to take part in it. I want to compare faith to running in a race. It's hard. It requires concentration of will, energy of soul. You experience elation when the winner breaks the tape, especially if you've got a bet on it. But how long does that last? You go home. Maybe your dinner's burnt. Maybe you haven't got a job. So who am I to say, believe, have faith in the face of life's realities? I would like to give you something more permanent, but I can only point the way. I have no formula for winning the race. Everyone runs in her own way or his own way. And where does the power come from to see the race to its end? From within. Little then ends with a Christian message. But what I have quoted, I think, speaks to all people of faith. The power to see the race to its end comes from within. For, to paraphrase Isaiah, it is our hope in the Lord, our trust in the Lord, that renews our spiritual strength, that allows us to persevere. It is with this in mind that we may answer our original question. Why do we read this passage as a haftorah for lech lecha, for the Sabbath, when we read of God's commandment in Abraham to begin his journey. Perhaps for the very same reason that the passage was chosen for the film, because of the verse, they that hope in the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall walk and not be weary, they shall run and not faint. Because the story of Abraham is a story about a race. Abraham is commanded to journey, but it is not only his journey that begins at that very moment. In Abraham lies the origin of the Jewish journey of faith throughout the ages, often through very difficult times, persevering. It is, if you will, a marathon through the centuries, one which began with Abraham but continued for millennia. There were so many apparent obstacles along the way, but those that trusted in God renewed their strength, continued their journey. They ran or walked and did not faint. We read that verse from Isaiah on the Sabbath of Abraham's story because it captures the very journey that began with Abraham and which our own ancestors continued. And from where did their power come throughout the ages? To paraphrase little, it came from within. I have noted that by coincidence, the Haftorah of Lech Lecha, the reading of this verse, those that wait upon the Lord or those that hope in the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall run and not be weary, is almost always read on the Sabbath preceding the New York Marathon. But the truth is that we, in reading Isaiah's words, mark a marathon much more remarkable than that. 
It is the marathon of Jewish history whose runners found their faith within and ensured thereby that we are here as Jews today. We live, ladies and gentlemen, in an age of miracles and blessings, of a powerful and independent Jewish state, and one in which there is freedom for Jews in America. But the chariots of fire message remains relevant. At the end of the movie, in a scene that has some creative elements but is based on fact, we see Little about to run a very different race than the one that he was originally supposed to. And he is handed a paper surreptitiously from a member of the American team. It is a note which reads, It says in the old book, He that honors me, I will honor. The old book to which the film refers is the Hebrew Bible. And the verse is from the book of Samuel. Those that honor me, I will honor. Freedom is indeed a blessing. But we also live in a much more secular age than 1924. And much of what people of faith believe is often not taken seriously by a large part of society. To this, we are inspired to respond by still holding fast to the faith of our fathers, not rejecting the world, but bringing our faith to the world, remembering that those who honor God will be honored, following the advice that Eric Little's father gives his son in the film, in words all the more relevant to people of faith today. Run in God's name and let the world stand back in wonder. This is Mayor Soloveitchik, looking forward to learning together next week. Wishing you a Shabbat Shalom and signing off.